Tales from the Stoop. Welcome back to the Stoop. This is episode three, the episode that usually follows episode two. I just finished a workout. That's pretty fun. I've been doing these Zoom workouts during quarantine. They've been rough. They've been really rough, and today's was no exception. Usually, I feel like I'm going to die at some point during them. And uh, yeah, today definitely felt like I was going to die. My favorite part about the workouts, though, is I do them out in the living room. And in the living room, I have wood floors. And I do them on a rug that's on the wood floor. And so sometimes we do like these broad jumps or lateral jumps. And every time that happens, the entire rug just kind of shifts around the room just because I'm throwing my whole body weight onto this rug from different angles. So I set my camera up in one place and like already because I'm uncoordinated, I end up very in very different places and I'm often out of camera vision. Sorry, Jeff, my trainer. Uh, but it's especially funny when we're doing these jumps and we're like lateral moves and I'm just moving this whole carpet around. So just moving in and out of frame. But then my dilemma is it's not better if I move the carpet because then I'm on wood floors. So there's no winning. And I ordered exercise mats, but nothing showed up. So I don't know about that. Anyway, that's an intro for you. We're going to move into the first story of the day. So last night I had a burrito optional burrito dinner and craft night with some friends on Zoom. It was a great time. I mostly spent it planning this podcast, so yet to see if the uh, if the product is fruitful. Maybe it's horrible. Who knows? You'll have to find out. We're all in this together, as they say at East High. In the process of setting that up, I had to obviously go get my burrito. And while doing so, I recorded a little vlog for my friends to keep them apprised of my status report, let them know how soon whereabouts I would be home for the Zoom. In making that vlog, I realized that, or remembered, I should say, that my Mexican restaurant that I go to all the time is very, very near to the wing place that I used to go to every single week. And I stopped going because I became a vegetarian and they don't have many options for vegetarians. And that just kills me because I love that place. But I would go every week. It was like clockwork. I would get in my car after work and halfway home, I would call them. They'd pick up, they'd hear my voice and they would know exactly what I wanted. And it was a very quick transaction. It was just like, hey, it's me. Cool, we'll have it ready. Boom, done. So I knew a lot of people there. I would go every week. Sometimes I'd make extra trips if I was feeling it. And then one day I became a vegetarian. The most unlikely thing happened and I stopped showing up. And suddenly I anticipate they felt a very, very heavy gap, a shortage of $10.29 every single week in their budget. I anticipate that was what happened. There were probably many meetings held about where this money go to. And then over time, they probably realized, oh, Brian's not showing up anymore. And I wonder if they thought I was dead or if I had moved away. I mean, I, they probably thought I moved away. That would be the more logical conclusion to draw there. 
I know I wasn't super healthy at the time, but you'd probably still guess that I'd moved before you would assume I'm dead. But anyway, that got me thinking about another time when I refused to, well, when I stopped going back to a restaurant. And that was, we have to go back a couple more years, like 2015, 2016-ish. I think it was, yeah, somewhere in there. I was taking classes at SDSU to finish like a cert- certificate program. And usually on the way on the way home, I would grab five guys. So I got my five guys one week. I came home, I sat down, I was ready to eat my burger and I bit into it and there was no meat in the burger. It was just the bun, the vegetables and the condiments, but no meat. And that was upsetting to me, gravely upsetting. I called them up and I knew, I was like, you guys are probably closing soon, right? And they were like, yeah. But I explained what happened and the girl on the phone was like, well, here's what I'll do. I'm gonna write your name down and put it next to the register. And the next time you come in, just say your name and we'll comp you your meal. And I was like, cool, that works for me. I can probably eat this burger and be fine for tonight. But then I never went back because I was obsessed with the power of knowing that my name, the way she said it was by the register. And I just was like, I want, I don't, I don't want to relinquish that power. It's just, it's so important to me. And I know that there's probably been years and years worth of turnover there. People have come and gone, but part of me still wonders often if my name is still somewhere in the ledger. If I came back now, you know, four years later, maybe five years, and I was like, hey, I'm ready to cash in that free burger. Would they even know at this point? Part of me wants to think they would. Maybe that's not that funny on its own. The really, the really critical part of the story is that I was upset about the burger because it didn't have a meat patty. My order in and out always for the last 10 years has been a grilled cheese, which is almost precisely what that burger I got for five guys is. So, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of managing your expectations. I expected there to be meat and there wasn't. And now four years later as a vegetarian, I'm tempted to go back to five guys and find out if my name is still there. We'll find out. Maybe. Probably not. I I don't want to go to Five Guys. It's time to eat some chips. So now we're going to eat some chips, and you're going to tell me what chips I'm eating. Before we move into the new chip, we have to talk about last episode's chip. One person got it right. There was a correct guess in the audience. I'll be mailing the prize this week to the individual with the correct guess. Last episode's chip was the Kettle Brand Crinkle Cut Himalayan Salt Potato Chip. It's a mouthful, truly, in every sense of the word. But now we'll move on to the new chip.
That's a good one. As always, let me know your guesses. Very delighted to hopefully get some more correct guesses this week. Here's a little behind the scenes look at producing this show. Every time I record the chip challenge, right afterwards I spend about mm, 10 minutes just eating half of the bag of chips before getting back to it. It's just, it just feels right, you know? It just feels right. We have another viewer question this episode, and this comes from my good, good friend, Ian. Ian asks, what is your favorite state flag? And that is a very good question. It's one that's hard to answer, I would say. You think about unique state branding, and you think about all the ways that a state expresses itself. One of the ways that I truly love is the license plate. Each state has different license plates from being horrible, like Michigan, where it says pure Michigan. What is a pure Michigan? To something a lot better. I used to collect state license plates as a child. I had a very large collection of one. And it was the Alaska plate, a nice solid blue with yellow lettering. And for that reason, I think it is my favorite because it is one of the only other ones that I can recognize and remember off the top of my head, aside from California's, which is pretty bland. But getting back to the state flags, I think I have to say Arizona. I'm partial to California's having lived here, partial to Washington's having lived there, but Arizona is truly the best state flag. It's just has everything you need in a state flag recognizable from a distance. There's no words, no text on it. Nice, clear imagery. Thank you for your question, Ian. It's very appreciated. Final story of the day. We'll get into it now. It's another food-related story. Another one. We've got a lot of them this week after that one other one that we had. And I suppose the chip portion of the show, but that's, that's kind of always food-related. Because chip is food. So this story takes place back in 2000. I was a wee lad of eight years old. We were on a family vacation in Europe. Our parents spoiled us. We were very privileged. We, I think we were in Germany at the time. And we were eating out at dinner one night at a restaurant. And I was still at that age, and I was going to be at that age for another probably seven years, where I did not like ordering food for myself. I was very scared to do it. But I tried that night. I asked for a pepperoni pizza. And when it came, it was just about the worst thing I could have imagined as an eight-year-old with horrible, horrible, picky habits. What came, it was not, it was not a pepperoni pizza. No, no, something much more vile. It was a pepper-only pizza, red peppers, green peppers, probably, probably banana peppers. I don't know. I don't remember. I was upset. I was very upset. But the best part about that story is the fact that these days, when I order pizza, I usually get a pepper-only pizza because that Sounds real good to me now. 
And I know that was the same punchline as the other story I just told, but hey, it's the food episode. We've had multiple food stories. All food leads to the same path, which leads to the same destination. I had to finish there because I, I realized the paths aren't really at the end point, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, that does bring us to the end of our show. I have no updates on my song process because remember last night I spent crafting. I planned this show and I have no updates on Twin Peaks because I have not yet watched another episode. I was planning on doing so tonight. I will leave you with nothing. Thanks for listening. Live from New York, it's Tales from the Stoop.